This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. What's up, buttheads? This is Matt. A quick note before we start the show today. Um, recently, there's been a controversy about our podcast and a blog article written about us and more specifically, our private Facebook group that the fan club of Bad Christian has. We got a BC club. It's got about a thousand people in it. But there's a controversy over some stuff that's been in there and some screenshots out of that group that have been leaked. And so, interestingly enough... There's so many people that want us to make a statement that I thought there's really no reason not to do that. And here's why. The reason I'm glad to give a statement is because clearly bad Christians principles always have been both freedom to express yourself and do what you want to do and also transparency and authenticity. So I got no reason not to address this. And in the interest of transparency, I thought the best way to give a statement would be the most casual way possible, which is somebody asked me on text message. It was Matt McDonald from the Classic Crime asked me on text message what was going on, and I responded to him real quick. And then after I wrote it down, I thought, well, that's basically it. So I'm just going to read you a text message, but you can take it now. It's not an apology, um, but you could take the statement you know, any way that you want to, but I wouldn't consider an apology per se. Um, but this is the text message that I responded to him to explain what's going on, and you can quote it and use it at length from here and in whatever way that you like, but this is right off of my phone. So he said to me, have you guys said on the podcast that the use of the word cunt and stuff like that uh, in the BC club is bad? Have you said that name calling with bad language is probably a no-no? And I said, well, I don't think we've explicitly condemned murder, theft, or saying cunt, but I would have no problem doing so, which is true. You should not use that word when you're talking about a woman if you're using it pejoratively. 100% agree. You should not do that. Okay. Also, the next thing that happened is a bunch of people right there in the Facebook group condemning the person that said it. Now, those screenshots were not shared or leaked or published, but that is the next thing that happened. Additionally, the person who said cunt um, was in a private Facebook group, is from another country. He was chastised. He in, the, in our own group, he apologized publicly, not just privately. And although now the group is in turmoil over the betrayal of the leak, many people in our group fear losing jobs or being shunned by family because of the stuff that they have confessed to or admitted or talked about openly in the group. Our, people are now afraid that will be leaked. We've got many people that are in the closet with their sexuality and haven't come out yet, etc. And the non-public figure individuals from the group who were screenshotted are now being personally targeted and harassed by actual real coordinated attacks that originate in other private Facebook groups um, and many other individuals, humans who have been hurt here the way we see it. So it is a problem. Um, and that's it. That's, that's how I explain the problem in the text message. And I believe that is basically the truth. So yes, don't use the word cunt if you're a bad Christian listener. Don't call women derogatory things. Um, use your best ability to not do that, even accidentally. That is, that is our position on that. So yeah, there you go. We acknowledge that some things like this are problems and there's possibility that we have some responsibility there and we I promise you we'll look into it, think about this and we'll, you know, we'll address it in more detail once we get our head around it, but appreciate the support everybody. And also, just so you know, this particular episode was recorded in advance of any of this happening. So anything that you perceive in this episode to be commentary on this issue, it is not. It was before that. Anyway, on with the episode. Today's show is sponsored by Movement. Get 15% off your purchase with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com slash badchristian. 
Today's show is also sponsored by Brooklyn and get $20 off and free shipping when you use the code BADCHRISTIAN at brooklinen.com. Today's show is also brought to you by Spearmint. Spearmint gum freshens your breath. Three, all the time. two, one, hit it. Sometimes in this life, you gotta bail out your friend who's a pastor because he thinks everything he says is funny because the congregation always laughs. But sometimes they don't. And when they don't, his friend Toby, his friend Matt got his back. I'm always. talking about Pastor Joey Svensson. This is the Bad Christian Boy Kids. Oh, hey, wow. I had a weird, I had a weird pastoral experience the other day. So, really? Yeah, yeah. Huh. So it's a, you little, don't say. Little, yeah, a little, little random deal. Uh, never met this couple before in my life, and uh, they say, hey, you know, because Sunday mornings people come in for the first time, they're just like, oh, you're the pastor, so you talk to people and you right. talk people through shit and. That's us. We need you to talk us through something. So hmm. they show up to the office, yeah. and both uh, both of them attractive people, the, wow. the male and female. Well, here we probably go. Probably kind of. I was a little turned on by the male, who's very attractive. So anyway, I'm sitting mm-hmm. there and I'm counseling with them, and I, you know, they they had brought their baby. Next thing I know, there is a gigantic boob <laughs> in front of me. Now, 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 here's the thing is. I'm, you know, I try to live a Christian life, so I, I try not to look at porn. I try not to look, take second looks at women. I definitely try not to look at non-wife boobs. And here I am trying to counsel a couple, and there is a gigantic boob about to nurse. Now, a lot of people think, oh, that's no big deal. Oh, yeah, you know, she, I'm sure she covered it up, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 that's the point. Now, I wasn't offended I, I didn't. I didn't look at them like, "Oh, you disgust me." I'm offended, and honestly, it kind of didn't even make me uncomfortable. But I sat there thinking, I was like, "She actually dropped something and then bent down, and huge boob is like hanging there." So here's what I thought was so funny, though: oh the whole God. time, you know, that she takes her baby off. Like everything in me, and Toby, this kind of goes back to your infatuation with Brett Favre's penis. How you know you're you're you happen not to be a gay guy, but you're like I'm very curious in men's penis. I would look, you know, if I had the very opportunity. Very interested in men's wieners, yes. <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing with me too. I wasn't, I didn't even have sinful intentions. But do you guys realize how hard it is for a a female human boob to be right in my face? And so the whole time I'm thinking. Eyes, just look at eyes, just look at eyes. And like I said, it wasn't even because I wanted to be perverted and stare at boobs. It's just like, there's a boob right there. Uh-huh. Who doesn't look at, at boobs if it's right in front of you? So uh, I, that's my pastoral answer. There story. is an answer to that question of who doesn't look at boobs when they're right in front of you and sexualize them. <laughs> and that would probably be, and I'm guessing here, at a, you know, a re- relatively progressive answer would be people American that haven't men. been... Sexually stigmatized and shamed, and done what the evangelical church did to you to make you think so sexually about everything possible, and mainly in this in that idea that you would avoid it. Don't but put that, that on the church. Ca- this is America. Ca- counterproductive. This is America to where you cannot See, separate I'm have the to... two, and then that thus then again putting further shame and stigma on women for being wi- women and pe- things for being normal when 
and say boys will be boys. You can't have boobs because guys are just going to look at them, and it's, that's up to you to cover it up and not do that. You know, this is how this whole thing gets started. It's a no, generations and, and of people trained like you to think of boobs as things you got to grab and lick and then go farther with. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's I just say that you know, shit. The, Holy cow! I, I've never that's what it is. That's what taboos. I'm trying to break the taboos and stigmas. I mean. You know, you see those well, here's things. The thing, okay, though. Hold on to Joey's here's point. Here's the thing. Though, I am ne- to Joey's point. I'm never going if, if the, to. If the, hold on. If, to Joey's point, if the guy would have pulled down his pants and started peeing, <laughs> Joey would have. You have to do both. You have to breastfeed. You have to do. Like, if there was a plumber that, that I was counseling and he bent over and plumber cracked, I, pro- I promise you, <laughs> a plumber came to our house and when he did, I was so happy. I was, promise you, I was waiting the whole time and sure enough, he bent over to fix the pipe, and there was a crack, and I was so happy I could see it. Yeah. I saw live plumber crack. I couldn't be more happy at all. Like that. It's just a little bit. Part of it is it should be more normalized. I think I agree with Matt. Like It, it seems like it's sexualized. At the same time, when crazy stuff happens that you're not expecting – you're of caught course. off guard completely. Yeah. Jo- Joey well, wasn't looking at it like, oh my God, I'm a hornball. This one, this, right. it, like, just the idea of, uh, it, seriously, if a guy pulls out his wiener, most likely I'll look. Well, give my, me a uh, shot. Uh, whatever <laughs> no, it is. I, I, totally well, I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing, too, is let, let's just say uh, I'm going to couple this. I'm going to counsel feel uncomfortable this. about oh, what let's say, let's, let's say I'm going to counsel this couple regularly, which uh, doesn't look like it's, you know, they're from out of town and everything, so it doesn't look like that's going to happen. But let's say that is the case, and the next time they come in, same thing happens. I'm never going to say, hey, I, I just have a special request. Can you uh, cover yourself? I, I don't care. And, it, and like I said, it wasn't offensive, but it was very ironic to think that something that I always try not to look at is right in front of me uh, while I'm trying to counsel them. And Matt, I agree with you, but I'm going to have to stick up for the church on this one. I don't think it has anything to do with church. It has to do with American culture. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I really do wonder let me, how let me push back per- pornography would come across here in America if we were way more open with the naked body and didn't make it such a big mm-hmm. deal. Like and I and I'm also curious like what do what are teens like in Europe because uh my German teacher back in high school she brought in uh teen magazines. Now this just <laughs> blows my mind even to think about it right now because this is back in 1995. She brought in magazines and there was pictorial uh, step by step here's how to have sex in different positions and it was a high school couple like in pictures in a magazine intended for right. teens. Now, I don't know mm-hmm. if it was a progressive magazine. I don't know if that was way outside the box, but she at least kind of, you know, said it, it seems like she was presenting it as, no, this is pretty normal in Europe. Okay, but so let, let's just go back to that. I'm not trying to blame the church or anything. I don't. I don't really care. I want to see I'm, one of y'all's. I want to see a secret body part right now. One of y'all's just to get it out of my system. One of y'all okay. drop your drawers right now. I can see on video. Nobody's going to see it. Can I just see it, Matt? Yep. How's that? Well, Matt, Reva, Reva's behind Matt. Toby, can I see it? You know that teacher of yours would be fired today. Isn't that crazy? Like she yeah. would be. I mean, it would be seriously big trouble. Like she was yeah. just bringing a magazine. That's what I'm saying. The thing that we're talking about here is what is innocence? What is sexuality? Like, how do you go from uh, yes, boobs are sexual. That definitely they are. You boobs are a part of. Uh, sexual intimacy and all that stuff. At the same time, they can also completely not be, and they can be used right. for food and nourishment of a child, and you know, all, a all kinds of stuff. It, 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 Wh- which one of those two would you say is actually primary? Oh, the feeding the child, okay. probably. All right, 
Yeah. Wrong answer. But anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) no, but let's just say what, like you say, I just, it's true that of course you're going to have the reaction you're going to have to it given your conditioning. And you say, no, it's just American culture, but it's actually more interesting than that. I think right now, because we are in the middle of a bunch of shifts in this gender stuff and how we look at stuff. So on one hand we have, I'll put it this way. Do you think if you were a Hollywood uh, movie executive, for instance, and you were having a yeah. meeting with, and all, you were around this super, what we all now especially know is the supercharged, sexually affirming society is Hollywood. Now, in that yeah. society, there's tons of supermodels and hot actresses and porn stars all around all the time. In that setting, if you took a Hollywood movie producer and somebody started breastfeeding in front of him, I don't think he feels weird at all, right? Yeah, I mean, not even at all. Doesn't even think about. It, doesn't even cross their mind. Which I have a question right? about so, that here. In so a it isn't just American culture, and American culture is largely pinned on Hollywood. We say Hollywood said, "Oh, Hollywood," you know, advertising in Hollywood. They said all our ideals. Well, I'm telling you right now, people in Hollywood and super progressive places never had sexually affirming places that dominate the culture. No, they never would have been to. They would have never had your problem. Which is the point yeah. people are making about the regressive, repressive type cultures uh, that stigmatize those things. So there's even in our own country, it would be that way. But on the other hand, we're in the middle of Hollywood trying to swing the other way, which is quite interesting, yeah. is what I'm saying. Like the 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 the, the, the Mike Pence's, we've been jamming on them for avoiding women forever and treating them special and then the hollywood people we've been applauding for being whatever they are and now it's like oh shit we're we got to we're fixing both of those things in some way well, me, that is very uncontrolled and at a low resolution movement here it's kind of kind of weird let me let me ask y'all this and and y'all y'all know that i'm not up with uh modern culture like i should be i mean i only watch two tv shows for crying out loud but i was giving uh platelets today which matt maybe in a science segment you can tell me what the hell I just gave, <laughs> but uh, uh, so I'm watching um, uh, Deal or No Deal, and mm-hmm. that's I, one of the shows it, you watch. It seems, <laughs> and my 400. No, 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 I, yeah. I was at American Red Cross. I couldn't control what I was watching, but anyway, it was such an epic time in the show where Howie Mandel says, and here comes the women, and they're all beautiful, they all have great bodies, and they're all walking, you know, perfect and, and everything, and then they all in unison say, hi, Howie, haven't we even progressed past that? Like, it, it was almost a little yeah. offensive that you mm-hmm. had all these women up there. I mean, we're talking, this This is probably this is, shy this of is 10 a rerun. years ago. Yeah, it's a long rerun. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't do that now. Yeah, but still, 10 years ago, it, it, isn't that offensive nowadays? Oh my it, gosh, I can't it, believe that show just has all these women up there as yeah. sexual objects and they right. all spoke at the same time like they don't have any personality right of course you, are we oh yeah we're you would never do that, that now on a game show gosh no that way. is nuts barker's beauty is no more i don't think we do that you know what i mean like we wow we, we, that's very interesting to me i don't know if we progress past it you'll just find new they're gonna find new ways to do it and decide well, i'm just saying it, on a tv it, 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 executives I mean, won't do that next year is my point that you won't see that on a game show next year. That's mainstream Hollywood. <laughs> that's that Howie true. Mandel would be on. I mean, they'll they'll still use sex a ton. Of course, they're not going to stop having sex in movies and stuff. It's not. It's not that our right. culture won't be but, sexualized, but it will be sexualized differently and not to in that direction. Right? Hmm. I don't know. I, I maybe you're right. I don't. I don't know if I see that. Yeah. I feel like we'll be. I feel like we're in danger of heading to uh, like denigrating people more. Like like taking making humanity less and and stuff. I I just got this feeling because I feel like we're all so virtual and 
uh, that you know AI is coming, all this stuff that we'll think less and less of humans. So who cares? And and the the tough thing about that, like for example, do any of those women uh, on Deal or No Deal, uh, do they they're they're getting paid and choosing to do that? You could always say I'm not going to do that show because I don't want to be a hot, not, some Very hot lady. Point. You know, or whatever. Now, at the same time, yeah. is that the only job that they can be offered? Like, they, they couldn't be offered the lead role in a movie because they're too pretty or people think they're dumb or, you know, like there's a list of lots of negative reasons why a, an attractive person doesn't get a job or an ugly person doesn't get a job or w- whatever you, you think about spectrums of looks or whatever. It, it's really crazy. But always, no matter what, the better looking person, I feel like almost always gets the benefit of the doubt. And here's how I know. Yesterday, oh, of course I'm do. on the... I'm on the elliptical machine and an attractive lady walks right in front of me and kind of does some stretching and uh, gets on a uh, treadmill or something in front of me. And then there's an old man beside me. When the woman walks up and starts doing the stretching or whatever, the uh, I promise you, I smell an ungodly fart. It's just awful. <laughs> it's terrible. And I, I, and I immediately thought this old man beside me just farted. But if the old man was standing in front of me stretching, of course I would have thought it was him. Like yeah, I gave no the more doubt. attractive person. I was like, ah, she wouldn't fart like that. That has to be this old <laughs> man. It wouldn't smell to, like that either. I know, it wouldn't smell like that. But it probably was her. She was stretching, squeezed out a fart. It was horrible, awful. And I blamed an innocent older man just because he's an old man. With old balls, yeah, I, I was like, oh, "This guy definitely farted and stinks." Well, that's why that's they so hard. Yeah. Like that, you, you my net, my initial training that I've had forever makes me think. Well, the good looking person, yeah, man, they pro- they're probably more clean. <laughs> they're probably more healthy. They're probably faster. They might be better worker. They might do. You know, oh, I mean, seriously, like and the it's way all you just naturally too, think so. stuff about people. Yeah, but it's not even. It happens on a deeper level. Like you've already decided that you trust the person more or feel safer around. You know, like those things happen right. subconsciously or or in a lower form of your consciousness, but it's certainly right. the, the most privilege you can have is being very attractive and safe looking. Like right. you're in good shape in that, in that regard. Yeah, but that's what we're even talking about here. Like Joey should be able to say, wait a minute for us. This guy, this was out of my realm of normous normalcy. Let me, okay. Like, yeah. I, I don't think you are, you know, demeaning her or sexualizing her or anything, but because of all the history and training right. and stuff that's been pushed into you, you have to right. like, wait a minute. What is this? Okay. It's this. Let's move on. I'm counseling. I'm, you know, all this stuff. I, so, I mean, I don't. I it. It's not. It should be okay to go. Well, it, this is a, a an incident. That would be a something funny in a sitcom too. That that yeah, would still it is would okay something like if that. you acknowledge the truth of it or are being real about it and willing to move forward. You know, all those things. I mean, it's totally. Are you guys yeah. nervous about that story? Honestly, like it sounds like you guys are really making sure it was presented. Uh, you know, in a in a politically correct way. I'm curious. Are y'all nervous about me sharing that? No, I'm nervous that those people are going to figure out you're talking about your the boobs of the person you're counseling. <laughs> are you crazy? <laughs> it happened to you, but few weeks ago with somebody yeah. else, and, uh, and here you go again. So yeah, I mean that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> Let me tell you guys about something. Always if you pushing want, that tithe envelope. Baby. If you want Always to be, if you. If you want to be a good-looking person, have people notice you, I think there is a really good way to do it, and that is by having a movement watch. I've got one of these, and I put it on. Now, I like to blend in, so I don't wear the thing every day because I don't want to be noticed for my looks and all, you know, my high fashion and all the stuff I'm capable of. But when I do want to get a little attention put in the aesthetic realm for me and my possessions and you know I want to project success, let's say, I'm going to put on my movement watch because it looks great. It is amazing, and people comment on it and ask me about it when I put it on. Now, 
movement is excellent. These watches start at $95, and these are the kind of watches that if you got them in a department store, you'd be looking at $400 or $500. But movement figured out by selling them online, you know, instead of having to do all the shipping and distribution and go to Nordstrom and pay the, all that. And, you know, they've been able to cut out the middleman and retail markup and provide the best possible price. The design of these things is like classic, uh, minimalist kind of styled stuff, and the construction is really good. They've sold over a million of them, which should tell you something, and in 160 countries. So, you know, you, you guys have heard us talk about these before. We all have them and wear them. Our wives have them. Reva's got one. And you can get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com slash bcpod. This watch has a really clean design. Seriously, I've been getting compliments ever since put it on. Now it's time to step up your watch game. Go to mvmt.com slash bcpod. Join the movement. Okay. Um, I did have another thought about Hollywood if we if we could talk about that for a minute, but Joey, no, you shouldn't be in trouble for telling your honest thoughts on the podcast, which is probably what I'll do here. And uh, if he gets us in trouble, that's not that's not our concern, right? Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> I think Toby's the nervous, the most nervous one about this kind of stuff. I always and think it, I'm, I'm going to be the one that gets us in trouble, though. I well, and always what's, think and, that at the start of every podcast. <laughs> and what's 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 crazy is for Toby, there it, it's not just him looking out for him like he doesn't want me and matt to get in trouble because you have such great you have over the top almost unhealthy empathy for your friends it's pretty crazy well see like, the thing about getting in trouble that is not that, that's absurd is i know for a fact that it's wrong to be able to get in trouble for thinking out loud that shouldn't be i, I, res, I don't care what it is that you get in trouble for that's the trouble isn't the right word for it. I mean, you're exposed, yeah. but I think there's a lot to be gained from people being willing to e- expose their lines of thinking. I think there's a lot of usefulness to that, and it requires you to be a little brave, of course, because yeah. it's vulnerable. But you, you can't come in and spout stuff and like you're trying to beat somebody over the head with it or win or attack the, some other group. Like those things, are, you're going to look bad if you, if you do those things, but that's not the intent. But if somebody misconstrues, Talking to your friends about what you're thinking about and a, a take, a take's not even a good word, but just a thought or a consideration that you've had or something that came to you, you want to discuss it out loud publicly. I think we need more of that as long as it's authentic and genuine. So, whatever, I, I may, whatever thing I may have said, first of all, our own con- podcast contradicts itself all the time over time because we change our views, which is part of the True. point of the exercise of both creating it and listening it, to it. So, I think it's interesting. That <clears throat> let's see if I can say this. I don't. I don't even like wasting energy being careful because I think it's wasted energy. I, I think you should think hard about communicating clearly, but not. Yeah, but you want to put careful. food on the table for your daughters. Yeah, no. Yeah, but that's. I, I resist that that mentality in itself because I think it can be bad. Anyway, it to is me bad. the right. the, uh, the thing about Hollywood is it reminds me of here in Seattle. Like, um, it seems like we're in the bi- middle of a bunch of societal movement which i think is good i just think it's a very blunt instrument so it's it happens with a lot of collateral damage in every direction and there's nothing anybody can do about that everybody's fighting for what they care about and it creates some some conflict and i guess it'll get figured out over time but there'll be you know some of this stuff's inevitable but in a general way it seems like it's ironic to me that many many i think it's true probably of women and regular no, I don't know. Let's see. I think it's probably true of gay people and women, actually. So um, in the places where there's the most activism is, ironically to me, the place where there's the most 
acceptance and normalization, which is interesting on on one hand because I would this sounds this is the part that's going to sound bad, but if you are a woman or let's just say a gay man in Seattle where I live, you it's not bad for you. It, it's not. It's not worse. For, I. I just. I. I don't. I fail to see any evidence that a, somebody who is a twenty-four-year-old female graphic designer is at any disadvantage here whatsoever. Would y'all agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. Especially Seattle for sure. Just yeah. because Seattle, the city, has progressed yes, so I'm, far. I'm talking now, yeah. in the okay. city, right here in Seattle. Right. I'm not saying broadly. Sure. I'm not saying globally. But if you're a, a, a talented, some you know, young professional, and you're a female, you don't have. I don't believe that that there's any evidence that you will have a harder time getting hired than a male. In fact, I'm almost positive the reverse is true. I'm not complaining about that. But if you take me with equal talent with a talented female, equal talent, and we apply for the same job, she's going to get it. We all know that in Seattle because everybody's actively looking for to, you know, have diverse yeah. staffs and there's less of them in, yeah. the, in the pool. It's not, this doesn't mean anything. There's no claim about anything. But they are matter-of-factly better. Hollywood, same way. The there's the times when there's these individual predators or rapists or these bad people that do the things that they've done. But in general, the women in Hollywood have very good careers. They make a lot of money. They're beautiful. Everything happens really good for them. Now, tell me if I'm not wrong in that, in those two instances. And I'm, for instance, if you're gay in Seattle, it's not. It's fine. It might be good. I mean, it's not. It's not. It just feels normal to me. I don't think there's any. Real, it's not like oh that gay guy and so he's having a harder time with X Y or Z. I even think they probably are. It's probably cool. I mean, I, I'm not. I don't know, but it's not. It's. I don't think there's any evidence that you're. It's really bad and you're oppressed or anything like that. Now, that's. I'm saying graphic design in urban Seattle. Now, let's get, jump over to vinyl siding and uh, whatever company, construction company in the South where you are now. Big time disadvantage. You don't, uh, you know, if you just happen to be a gay man, that it's obviously so. You're not going to do well on a vinyl siding crew, right? Right. That's 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 <laughs> that is bad, yeah. and, and that's what we're fighting. That's what pe- we pe- everybody's fighting for in a way, or it should be. But it seems like it should be. It seems like it's ironic because, especially the women in the South are so resistant, to, to, and I don't. It doesn't get a lot of press, and they're not loud. But many women in the South or other places, or conservative-leaning women even here, they don't necessarily get down with all the grandstanding things that the women in Hollywood and all this stuff do sometimes, where it seems so, you know, like it's just virtue signaling and getting points for being on the right side. and For people that are privileged, unbelievable, that rubs a lot of women in this country the wrong way. Do you agree with that? Yes. And Uh, the women that rubs the wrong uh, way are the very ones who are disadvantaged that will not get respect from the guy that runs the construction company and says, honey, I guess you could be a secretary. Cool. And I don't have to pay you as much as the man. That exists, but it's ironic that the people championing the ones are the privileged ones, and the ones that that resist it are the ones that are actually uh, oppressed. Isn't that bizarre? I don't have any take on it. But why is it, though? Why why does somebody in in, uh, Sedalia, Missouri – uh, you know, she doesn't get the all she can do is this, and the but guys she doesn't are feel that way or say that stuff way. like that. And she's she not walking feel the same way thinking. as the Hollywood actress, maybe right? But actress. she doesn't feel that she, anything bad's happening to her. She likes the way her life is and the way things are, and she doesn't think that might be know. a stretch. So, I, don't know I mean, if that's so, I mean, true. these are these are super broad. I'm just saying it's very quiet out there a lot of times about the the people that are in the same groups that are getting championed by the high 
society platformy people that don't have any problem with the way they're being treated. And then the most interesting take about this, and none of this is my battles. I mean, I'm I'm here to just listen. That sounds silly. Yeah. I'm not just here to listen, obviously, <laughs> but I am here to learn and talk. And You're listen such a learner, Matt. Things. Well, I don't like that thing that that's where you overemphasize listening, as if like it's, it's that's bizarre. But listen and talk both are fine, um, and learn and all those things. Are yeah, that's hard. right. Throw throw the book right, of James. Well, out. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, but I'll, I'll do. Yeah. A, I'll belay a little bit of devil's advocate here. I would think and hope that people in you know Seattle or. Hollywood or New York or wherever that, you know, the cities or the culture in those cities has progressed some are thinking about those people in mm. Missouri or, or South or whatever. Now, I, you might be right, but at the same time, I don't know for sure. So I'm just saying, I'm just putting right. that out there. Now, the other thing is, you're right. What I really dislike about it is it does not become about the person. It actually becomes about some issue that everybody right. becomes an issue. Same way as I think the church right. treats people as issues or whatever. Uh, I think that's what they, they end up doing. So you don't like, I've seen more and more people now coming out like a, a lot of uh, se- several, even feminists and, and some actresses or people uh, coming out about um, the me too movement or the, the other movement. Um, I think was it. I stand with, I forget what the other one is. So that's how stupid I am. But um it always means that a guy is bad. Like the implications are always men are bad, men are bad or right. whatever. When the truth is we want to empower women, bad things happen to people, but we want to empower women to be strong, to get through when they've been hurt or whatever. So that should be the real goal. But mm. part of it too is that we, we just don't say things the right way. Like, I mean, Jess and I were having this conversation two days ago or whatever. I now, just now I'm understanding what people mean by white privilege. Th- that's the truth. Like, when I first heard white privilege, I was like, what are you talking right. about? I, I work my ass off to get where right. I'm at. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, seriously, yeah. what, what right. is the pri- if I If I got the privilege, let me see it then. Right. My God, because my life's been, there's been lots of hard stuff. I didn't grow up super rich. I didn't do the, 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 the you know, all the stuff. Now, that is because the way it was presented was you're you're white and you have privilege and I don't. I was like, wait a minute. You don't, under, you don't know me. And so my initial reaction is defensive. But right. now that I've had time to sit with it, I wish it was called something else because what it is saying is there, there, there's more white people that I have some advantages that I probably don't even realize that there are times in my life where things might be easier for me than it would be for another person. That does not mean that my life hasn't been hard or that I haven't lost people in my life or bad things haven't happened. That's not what it means. What it means is I actually have some advantages, and so I need to just be aware of that. And that, right. that's what I even think like that that – that white privilege movement is meaning, but it's so hard to understand immediately. It's really hard to understand right. things immediately. Just like talk, talking about the the breast and counseling, it's really hard in the moment to understand what's going on. I don't know. That's right. Like, I just you don't need know. To for, be for able example, to process in real time, everybody needs that. right. For well, he, for example, that, you know you know how many times you see people like online now fighting or whatever like fight. I, I I get caught up in it sometimes and watch like street fights or high school people fighting or whatever it is. But there was a a. Uh, mentally handicapped person the other day and they were like kind of swung at somebody and I went, "Uh Oh, what's about to happen? And then I was like, wait a minute. Oh, I'm understanding. This isn't what I thought it was. But my initial reaction was like, what if I would have just immediately punched somebody because I thought it was a fight or right. something like, you know what I mean? Like that, that, that idea I had to take a second and then I went, okay, that's what this is. This isn't what I thought mm-hmm. was happening. It's not happening. That's not what this is at all. And so I, 
I think to your point, we should be able to talk out loud about this and it not imply that I stand with the bad guys or I, or I'm supportive of a homophobe or I'm supportive right. of a racist. That's not at all what I'm trying to do. In fact, I'm trying to do the opposite. Like you said, learn. Figure Learning out. often requires listening and talking is what I'm saying. But you hit on a great point with white privilege. Thank because you. let's 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 look at it this way. I'm in like let's just go back to me being in this very narrow realm of Seattle, which people most people kind of understand, some people don't understand it um exactly. But it is very it is very interesting. It's a it is a bubble of some sorts, but a very good bubble that I love and where I choose to live almost entirely. But it is very self selective. But I would have to say I have two daughters and there's just zero, zero part of me that thinks, ah, dang, but since they're women, they're going to encounter, hmm. I, I mean, they'll, they'll encounter whatever they'll encounter, but not not that it's worse than being a male. I, they're not going to encounter life worse because of the fact that they're female. Overall, there's certain things that will always happen to women, certain things will always happen to men as advantages and disadvantages because they're different. But I don't have any particular leaning or inkling that, well, it sucks that my girls are born into a society where the women will have less advantages than men. That, I don't believe that. I don't think that's is true that at all. Is that because you're in be Seattle, or is that because it's 2018? Yes, well, yes. Both, but I mean, Seattle's probably just ahead of the rest of the country, yeah. so I'm just not worried about that, personally. Or I'm at least not worried about... I'm just telling you my intuition is to not worry about that for them. I would yeah, care. because my daughters can only be teachers yep. or retail. Yeah, right. No, right. but hey, y'all know why y'all think that? That's what I was going to what I was talking about earlier and actually didn't get to say. The reason why is because I don't think of my daughter as not a man. Right. I think of her as a a late. Uh, she's a girl right now. She'll be a woman. Uh, you know, all, all this. That's what I think. Like when we start comparing what women are because of men are this way, then it immediately yep. in their minds. Like if you tell yeah. your daughter, "Hey, you know, it's going to be hard because men yeah, are this way," it that. makes men seem like they're better or have the better advantage. All this stuff. Like if you say, "No, you're a woman. You got the whole world ahead of you." That's what I think. Yeah. Like I, whatever Ruby wants to be, man, I'm so excited for that. Like I don't. I, there's nothing I wouldn't. I would never want to tell her. Hey, you're not a man, so it's going to be way harder do you for you. Think don't our say you're a woman. Gonna it's going to kick her? ass for you. Like 15 years from 15 years from now, do you think the system is going to stop her or make it hard for her to achieve a, a goal? No, I don't. I don't uh, think yeah, so. I don't think so. Either. I could be wrong about that. And in some places it will, and in some cases it will. But on the whole, yeah. you just we have might be talking about America only. I don't right. know about the other countries. Well, and even yes. it's very fractured between Seattle and Omaha and a suburb of in, in the, not, not a suburb but rural Mississippi. All different things, but mm. but. What this kind of is interesting to me is how it, when you talk about white privilege and stuff like that, if you had a just black kid that you adopted, you'd have different concerns. You'd have real ones. I go, oh, this is actually going to be something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Then you, that, that, so that, so that, that's being honest. Like, and I think it's interesting. I think Dave Chappelle and, well, who's that guy on Saturday? The guy, Michael Che on Saturday Night Live did really good with his stand up of talking about what black people were fighting for versus this. And then now when you see black people, calling out and being very specific against some of these more blowharder types that that have co-opted other movements that is the most interesting thing going on in culture to me right now is that black people that have really are disadvantaged we, they are a hundred percent i would love yeah. to go on record saying man do they have it rough with uh cops not even just being killed that one could be overblown but of course incarceration drug stuff oh. this, these are unbelievable alone, problems man. the broken up families that are a result of mass incarceration these these things are huge problems like yeah. obviously huge and no chance that they're going to be solved by a, a kid who's five today by the time he's 15 when he already doesn't have uh, you know a, a, a 
when their society's already in, in some kind of harmed way because of that. So from that point of view, your white privilege is very, very real. You know what I mean? Right. So I just yes, think that's, that's you know. And so, but that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Now I'm learning that. But right. when it's first presented to me, I'm like, "What do you mean? What are you talking about? That I have it good? You don't know me. You know, that's my initial. What? And I have to go. Wait a minute. What is being said here? That's what I think. One. That's one of the biggest problems I think on Facebook and social media is just the way things are presented aren't. It's so hard to be articulate and understand. And everybody's just trying to say what they think, so or believe. And so, how do, you can't clearly state state that and then you had then walls are built up defenses are put up just like that so literally i've been hearing about white privilege for a long time i'm just starting to understand now oh this is what folks mean i'm starting to get okay you're right i mean like one of the biggest things like we were talking about this in the last episode or whatever like the drug war i never thought about that i just thought oh well, drug dealers they should know better but now i'm thinking wait a minute what right. is this thing really right. like i mean holy shit there's a it's so crazy. many black young black men in prison what the hell america like seriously like i mean it's what crazy. the hell are yeah, we doing I, I totally i'm becoming more upset about that the more i understand and learn about it and talk about it so i right. i agree but i mean you can almost look at privilege and stuff i don't know maybe this is i don't know if other people would say this or there's some obvious fallacy that i'm not thinking of here but wouldn't you think of privilege in general to when a child is born or if you just look at a five-year-old and take into account their circumstances are you like oh this is going to be tough for them or oh this is in good shape now, if you take those into consideration, somebody that's either mentally challenged or ugly or has it doesn't have good parents or lives in a very bad neighborhood that's poor. Yeah. You know, these are the things that you're disadvantaged about. Not yeah. simply your gender and really not always simply your race, but that one certainly has a way longer way to go, obviously. I mean, whereas if you have a, a kid that's born and and you're in a decent household that happens to be female, I just I don't have any I don't have any thoughts about that being disadvantaged in the future and today. I just don't. So is that is that not maybe a litmus test of privilege? And again, that could be some fallacy. It's just something that occurred to me on the way in uh, this morning. But whatever. It's a lot to wrap your mind around. That's for Dadgum sure. You know what's I th- not? I mean, I think you, you're on. To- you know what's not hard to wrap your mind around though is Brooke Lennon. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, talk about <laughs> relaxation. I've. Just right off the bat, I just want to say I sleep on Brooklyn and sheets every night, and our comforter is Brooklyn. And I have never—this is God's honest truth—never been more impressed by the, my sleeping arrangements than I am now. And because uh, it, it's just so comfortable, and I don't think about sheets. I never thought about sheets I, when we were single. Did y'all once think about the quality of your sheet? No. I didn't even think to think of it. And now I'm like, I can't live without Brooklinen. I mean, seriously, like, I don't think I can ever go back to anything but Brooklinen because it's actually that good. You spend a third of your life in your sheets. Can you believe that? A third of your life laying in your sheets. So why wouldn't you make that count? I mean, it's time to switch out that bed in a bag set from years ago, which is exactly what we had, and start getting better sleep with better sheets. I'm telling you guys, with brooklinen.com, you can get the high-quality sheets and bedding you deserve without the luxury retail price and overwhelming big-box store shopping experience. Brooklinen was founded in 2014 by husband and wife team Vicky and Rich Philop uh, on the philosophy that people deserve simple, beautiful home essentials without the luxury prices. Brooklinen is the fastest-growing bedding brand in the world because people love these products. I'm telling you, I'm one of them. Their sheets have, have over 12,000 five-star 
reviews. It's unbelievable. They have versatile colors, patterns, and you can mix and match to complement any decor. That's exactly what we did. We were able to pick the color sheets we wanted, and then we matched it with a really awesome comfort. It's just so good. My God. I love Brooklinen sheets. Try these sheets, and I know you will love them too. So brooklinen.com has an exclusive offer just for our listeners. Get $20 off and free shipping when you use promo code BADCHRISTIAN at brooklinen.com. In fact, Brooklinen is so confident that you'll love your new sheets that they offer a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all of their sheets and comforters. There's no reason not to give these sheets a try. The only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code BADCHRISTIAN at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code BADCHRISTIAN. Brooklinen, these are the best sheets ever. Totally awesome. Uh, hey, before we move to, uh, on, real quick, Joey, uh, would, would could I would give Reva the opportunity to respond as a person here in Seattle that is female and is hearing me spout about it? Occurs to me she's right here in the room. But Reva, do you think I've misassessed some of that stuff that I was just saying or not? Well, that's assuming you I can was speak listening. freely, of course. <laughs> She said, "That's assuming I was listening." <laughs> okay, that's there you go. It is not on her job description. Wait, women in Seattle don't all. even have to listen to men. Not My God, it's amazing. <laughs> Good Lord, you, we only have to listen. Matt, I no, do I, think, I think you're. you're, right, I, you're not going to let Reva talk. Joey's going to talk over. Roger, Joey I didn't Lynch. think she was going to. No, I think you're right, though. From what I did hear, okay, I don't think women in Seattle are at a disadvantage. Or what about gay people? Mm, well, I guess it depends on the company. There might, I mean, I'm sure there's still some people that, you know, would be prejudiced against that or whatever. And it doesn't have but, to just be in the workplace. But I'm just saying, in general, if you're a gay person or a woman in Seattle, is it worse than being straight or is it worse than being male? No, probably not. Okay. All right. Hey, uh, I, I, I've got a recommendation. I mean, there's ways that it probably is, I understand. but Well, yeah, I mean, there's still like catcalling and that kind of stuff. Right, right. But yeah, I've got a recommendation for this podcast. We saw the adjustments that the liturgist uh, made, adding, I think, a uh, a black host and a female host. Every time Reva says something, can we put in the title uh, plus female guest Reva? I told I told Matt he had to promote me to co-host now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just 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 to stay on the airwaves. No, but I I thought it was funny for um. It, when we have, I thought it would be funny and didn't ever do it, but I thought it'd be funny to every single time that we post an episode and have a guest, it would put in parentheses, all those persons, you know, yeah. you know, <laughs> straight, cis, uh, female, To this day, black, I don't know whatever. how that would have landed because I thought it was a very good idea <laughs> that made me Just, nervous and yeah. I really don't know how it would have landed. Well, it would be a joke, you know, you, but it would be a, a joke you know, just with a, meaning, it, yeah, meaning with authenticity too. It's just like, yeah, yeah maybe there's a bunch of white men, you know, so and so, uh, Greg Surratt, princes, white man, yeah. you know, whatever. Just every yeah. every guest, if you have propaganda on us, like black male or, or bi female, <laughs> just make sure you say list all those things in every time, just for the record. You know, keeping. it's uh, Matt, it's, it's crazy what you said about Seattle because I, I really did not think about that. Like, I do think your daughters are better off than mine. Now, I don't. I don't worry about my girls mm-hmm. thinking, oh, man, they're at such a disadvantage. But compared to Seattle, it is very different. So right. another way in which Seattle has progressed in, uh, I would say, a good way when you think through what y'all just said as far as people being incarcerated and all that stuff is is the whole marijuana deal. So I met someone, and I, I got permission to talk about him just keeping <laughs> his, his name anonymous. <laughs> 
But yeah. I met a, an older individual that has. Well, listen, he so he had uh, a knee injury, and basically the doctor said, "Look, I mean, you know, we've replaced one of your knees. It, uh, you know, it it worked somewhat, but you're always going to have a lot of pain, um, you know, just because of how the injuries went, and we can minimize it. But uh, all right, so here's what the doctor's solution is." You know, there's some physical therapy that he's going through and all that stuff. But oh, can yeah, I say that you're hiding his identity because most nobody would probably take weed for a knee. Injury. Yeah, let, you've switched a body part. <laughs> How about like COPD? He, I think he probably has COPD or something unbelievable, right? <laughs> anyway, like, he has he has a physical ailment. Yeah, there was a bad there. substitution. Man. That damn yeah. knee just kept acting up. <laughs> Trick knee. There's only one yes. solution. I'm thinking where Joey's headed. Yeah, so I did I did switch body parts. So it's it's <laughs> it's, it's worse chronic. Than mine. <laughs> <laughs> it, you don't have to tell. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't right. matter. It's, it's chronic pain. It's, it's, it's chronic pain that will eventually uh, kill him in a couple like, of decades. Like a knee. Which, <laughs> yeah, like a bad knee. <laughs> well, I'm a big ankle, uh, I guess. <laughs> so anyway, um, I, I was talking to this guy, and this, this was outside of my church profession, so I don't feel guilty about it, but I said, look, one of my closest friends uh, smokes weed, now, I don't. I don't have access to a dealer, or. <laughs> but I said, "Is that something that you would even consider?" And he was immediately yes. Like there was desperation on there because he's on he, pain medication now. He's like he, hydrocodeine constantly. Good. And, and listen worst, to this. And listen like, to this. Super addictive. The, and, and the doctor pretty. The doctor prescribes like ninety pills at a time. He's just like, yeah, I mean, Ugh. you need this. You're in constant pain, and all that stuff. Oh, and so this this guy is very uneasy, but he's like, yeah, and I, but I also don't want to spend the latter days of my life where I'm hanging out with my grandkids in constant pain. So he's just like, yeah, I'll, I'll try whatever. So anyway, I found out. I I, I put um, I connected the two, and I found out that this guy is smoking just enough he says he hasn't experienced a high once but the pain is under control steadily he's not taking hydrocodeine and oh yeah he's embarrassed like he does not want people to know uh he's asked a bunch of questions and you know because i like i said my best friend is the one that put him with with the other guy and i'm just yeah. like what what is but he has so to buy illegal about- drugs from a drug dealer Yes. Right. Which is yes. what puts instead most of, of the getting prescriptions in jail for hydrocodeine for drug stuff in the drug war. I mean, wait, that's- hold on. I, uh, uh, my, uh, my recording messed up, but I, I want to make sure I hear that. You said that he hasn't gotten high, but he said what? What's happened since he's so ba- basically? Uh, apparently, he has found almost like the perfect amount initially because he again, this is a highly conservative republican right. bible belt christian <laughs> so so yeah. I, i'm just trying to give our listeners context this is someone who 2 years ago would have been like hell no that's illegal and all this stuff the dude is desperate he's in pain all the time and so uh basically he's been extremely cautious doesn't want to smoke too much so basically what he told me is he has not been high once because like you know he he breathes it in once he doesn't want to overdo it but he's just like, I can't believe it. Like the pain is completely under control. No and, way. Uh, but I that just, is I just phenomenal. find it. That is I just crazy. Find, yeah, I just find it so ironic that he wouldn't be embarrassed about telling pe- people about hydrocodeine oh, <laughs> that not the a doctor right. prescribed. I mean, it's just insane. It really is insane. And 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 then I start thinking conspiracy theory, like. 
what is keeping <laughs> marijuana being illegal? I mean, have y'all seen that special on Netflix? I forgot what it's called, but it is basically about the black male population mm-hmm. and how it is a form of slavery. In 2018, mm-hmm. it's called jails. Yeah, and, right. I mean, no, just, just the problem. number of... Yeah, Maybe our big, anyway. I actually just I'm actually in the I don't know I mean it depends on, nobody's good at ranking problems and if I have a slight problem I feel free to make as much noise about it as possible right so it's okay for anybody to fight for whatever cause we don't have to start with the most extreme cause or we'd all right. be saving sex slavery in Thailand or starvation in Africa all the time it's fine to fight for lesser causes we don't have to rank them but the mass incarceration drug war and all the things that spin off of that seem to be the easiest fix of something that is the most devastating to societies and whole cultures, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, yes. like, could, can that just be the biggest, the biggest problem that we could solve? You know, like, I don't. And that's what's so crazy. It's so bipartisan. It's like, yeah, weed's fine, right? Yeah. This guy. How about, says how about that, this? Just, uh, and just everybody mental, knows that we can solve this one. Just, just do this experiment with me. When I say the word drug dealer, what kind of person do you think they look like? Right. What is that? How would you describe right. that person? Isn't that crazy? That's yeah. awful. No, but guess what the real drug dealer is? Some white pharmacist. I mean, they, they yep. do way more. I mean, seriously, right. the real drug dealers that are have people right. under lock and key with drugs are those, but we have other people who are selling something, creating That's business, simple. creating money, uh, all kinds of stuff, and they go to jail. Like right. the other, How about this? The, the, old, the older man you were talking about, Joey, uh, if somehow... He got caught with it in his car or something because he was trying to take medicinally a, a medicine a plant medicinally. He could get in real trouble. Yeah, oh, well, you know I mean, let, let, let's throw some more irony on this. The um, my close buddy said that the dealer actually gave this guy probably about three times the amount of weed um, that was paid to him. Because he said, "I really want to take this opportunity to to help this oh, guy." Like, God. and this is, he yes. said, "In this situation, it's not about the money. I just want this guy not to have pain." That's the drug dealer, Those bastard drug dealers. <laughs> that you know bad guy that's gonna <laughs> hurt your children and do all kinds of bad stuff for Gave you. Gave away a and, bunch of weed, and then he went weed. straight back to the elementary school playground after that, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, giving out free samples to get him addicted and putting acid on stamps and candies uh, and uh, stuff acid like on, that. Yeah, stickers. Right. Right. Right, acid on stick, like you, like you waste. Isn't that so funny? Like you waste it that way. I always thought that was so so funny. Well, th- but you that, said Toby that he, if he got pulled over, got in trouble, or got caught, he could get in real trouble, which is true. But that's only, and you know that it's, that's only like mega fractional of how much trouble he would get in if he was a twenty year old black man. One hundred. He goes to jail. If this person that Joey's talking about <laughs> might get. I, most likely nothing, but could get in yeah, trouble I would say in some a slap way. The but there's not. Yeah, that is not a concern. Slap. You're right. You're there's right. no concern. No, it's there. not a concern. You're right. It's not a concern. At a 22 year old black man going to jail. Going to jail. 100. percent Going to a cage. Yes. He probably has kids going to jail. Doesn't matter. What was that? I mean, think how traumatic it would be if the police arrested you and you went to jail and your mom had to, you know, their mom had to bail you out and it was a weird few days. Like that'd be a trauma on your kids in itself. Just the just forty eight yeah. hours of that kind of turmoil and bail and financial and going down. My dad went to jail and seeing it like that'd be a trauma on your kids for their whole life. Yeah, totally. <laughs> if I mean, that happened uh, listen, to you, listen, I mean, and not even to, to mention this. if you were incarcerated for a period of time. I mean, 
there there was one time where I had such intense kidney stone pain and I didn't want to go to the emergency room. My dad has kidney stones too. So there's always a chance that he would have some pain medication available. So I called him and I said, uh, Dad, do you have any kidney stone pain medication? He was just like, yeah. So it's like 1130 at night. My parents usually go to bed at nine. So I didn't want to ask him to drive out all this way. And yet I was in a lot of pain. So I called a, a friend of mine and he's just like, yeah, man, I'm out of town, but my wife's always up late. So uh, she basically drives to my parents' house who leave a paper bag with hydrocodone in it. She picks it up from their porch, brings it to me halfway, like I, I meet her halfway, and we both get out of the car. She hands it to me, and it's literally an illegal drug deal that I don't think many people would bat an eye on given that it was prescribed right. to someone, and yet if that was marijuana, that would be seen as a very big deal. Yeah. And the weed doesn't seem to be near as unhealthy as those painkillers would have been. So it's I'm, it's a backwards thing that we got going on right now. And I just wish everybody would acknowledge that. I mean, ev even with alcohol and, and where we're at with alcohol in comparison to marijuana, it's just pretty crazy. But anyway, yeah, basically what we're trying to say is smoke weed. Um, every and, day. Uh, yeah, you support your local weed dealer. Uh, make sure you know you're taking care of him. And I think I have some club names that I want to shout out to everybody. Um, Matt, tell everybody about the BC Club real quick. <laughs> well, here's present? why Matt's not doing that. It's because he's actually on a call with the sponsor right now, Joey. Oh. So uh, I can tell people about the BC Club. The BC Club helps everything that you're listening to right now happen. Like it is how we're doing the BC con. It is how we're doing this uh, podcast right now. It is how uh, we end up putting food on our kids' tables or in our tables and for our kids. And uh, if you like the content you're listening to, we want you to join the club. We don't, we did different tiers. We don't think it's that expensive. And if you really enjoy what we're doing, what we're talking about and like having this uh, available, we'd, we'd love your support for sure. We, we, we want this thing to get bigger and bigger with you so that we can uh, maybe make some real changes, maybe make some dents in some of these weird, bad things that we're talking about here for sure. Heck so yeah. Joey's going to really say people's name and Joey will say your name poorly. Yeah. I mean, Toby, I, I really do. And, and I know y'all don't like talk. Y'all don't like me talking about bad Christian in this way, but every once in a while I have to make an exception. Like I really do sense, uh, I, I've, God I've moving. Got, yeah. I've got a <laughs> spiritual sense here that revival is going to take place. And, these BC club members, do you this realize? Is kingdom. This is kingdom. Do you realize oriented. what kind of blessing is waiting for them in heaven oh. when God looks at them and says, "Listen, you gave to the BC club, and I used that to bring forth revival amongst oh. the nations, across the nations for sure." Yes, yes. I mean that. So, yes. so thank you guys for advancing yep. the kingdom of the Nazarene. Yep. And, and that's Matthew Tyre. I would call these people bishops. Bishop. Yeah. Matthew Tyre. Okay. Okay. Yeah, a couple of them are they elders, I think, and maybe a two, I know, two prophets. Uh, Prophet Daryl Ann Lowry. Yep. Uh, Bishop Christina B. Southern. Uh. Uh, Pastor Andrew Vinover. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Oh, this this guy's a missionary. Missionary Adam W. Thomas. Woo! Uh, Father David. Ooh. <laughs> 
We have, uh, I think this guy is an elder, Mike uh-huh. Concho. And then, uh, oh, another bishop, Bishop Travis R. Mook. Uh. Um, oh, this guy doesn't have any role in God's kingdom. Joel Grohe. Atheist. Probably G-R-O-H-E. fucking atheist. <laughs> Get back to the holy people. And then Pastor Matt Dupley. Uh. We appreciate it, you guys, Woo. so much. Our heart is overflowing it's with thanksgiving. It's filled with joy. Hey, I got a question for you, Toby. Um, do you think that Jessica is... Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, let me back up. I just actually saw something on my notes that I've got to ask you to tell our listeners because I thought it was such a good point. Okay. Um, so first of all, you're a huge Jalen Hurts fan now. Jalen Hurts, it, he he was the first string quarterback of Alabama beginning right. the national championship game a couple nights ago, but by the end of the game, he lost that position, kept yep. a great attitude. They took him then, out at the half. He, he So he he's only lost... Uh, Two games in his entire football career. One right. was to Clemson in the national championship last year, and then one this year was to uh, Auburn. Auburn. And yep. that's the only times. And he got taken out at the half. And I, everybody was talking about the the young guy that came in giving glory to God. And I was like, Jalen Hurts, who I mean, it is unbelievable how mature and amazing. Like he's living Jesus. I wrote him. I said, if you'll come on our podcast, please. You know, I said I hate Alabama. I can't stand them. I, you know, as a team or whatever. But I. You know, I'm so impressed by you. You have a fan for life, so I'm going to follow his career for the rest of my life because I was so impressed by him. Yeah, so so check this out. I, I actually tweeted. I said, well, it looks like Alabama has another national championship and the Christians have another Tim Tebow hero to to worship because of the basically the freshman that went in for him did a hell of a job. Yeah, he did. Uh, won, won the game for Alabama. And then, um, you know, the post-game interview speech, he was, you know, he at least said twice very clearly. He was just like, hold on before I say anything else, all glory to Jesus and all that stuff. Not doubting his uh, his authenticity. No, I, not, I believe not, him, and I think he was right, being earnest with that. Not, not sure. doubting his sincerity or anything, but, you know, Toby and I being close friends, we talk a little more openly on the phone and basically to all of our thousands of listeners. And I thought what you said was so interesting. Honestly, that didn't mean anything. Like, like it, it very well could possibly mean absolutely nothing. So let's just let's just say Jesus is his savior. Let's say he is a committed Christian. Okay, cool. But there is a very good chance that he doesn't really care. That that's just the thing that his grandma told him to do. I mean, I, I have no idea. But what I just find amazing is that deems him automatically as a hero in the Christian community. And I just think it's so crazy. Like, do we not even realize that there are pastors that say all glory to Jesus every single Sunday and we find out they've been stealing from the church or we find out they've been in an extramarital affair for the last couple of years. And yet we take this guy and we're like, oh my gosh, he's such a a witness for Jesus. And sometimes I feel like maybe I'm just becoming too negative and i don't know just like an old man christian like shut up like right. please and all but it, it it does feel kind of annoying that everybody's kind of all the christians are kind of celebrate is that bad of me to kind no, of just well, be that's, a little annoyed? That, that was my point i mean just because you talk about god i mean and that's what christians always say demons will profess that jesus is uh, the lord or whatever you know but what i'm what i'm saying is i i think that that young man that took over i think his name's like Tua. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what his actual name is because I don't care about Alabama. But watching that game, I was like, can you imagine? You and I talked about this. Can you imagine Jalen Hurts has only lost two games in his career and he's been to two national championships. Right. And he's thinking that like before the game starts, he's like, man, I'm in the second national championship. I want to win this, this, and this. At halftime, not only is he done with the national championship playing – his career at Alabama might be over, and potentially yeah. this might knock him out of a chance of the NFL. I mean, yeah. every possible bad thing. He went from top of the world to literally losing so much and to act the way he did, like so right. gracious. Like the things he said was about his team. I was like, he's living Jesus. Right. He didn't say so, Jesus, and he, he's more Jesus than I've ever seen. I couldn't right. believe it. So let's at least, at the very least, let's say – both of those young men said the same thing. One said it with words, and one said it with right. actions. But that's what I'm saying. All and, the, and, and, uh, let's, yeah. and let's also acknowledge Jalen Hurts did the harder thing. I mean, it was way of harder course. to do what he did than to just say than to win a national championship. Jesus. It was harder. Right. What he went through that night was so much harder than winning a national championship. I can't believe it. And with the thing, I saw so many like Christians and pastors and stuff going, "Man of God on the sideline talking about our Lord and Savior Jesus." I was like, "What did?" Ali, he threw the football. What in the <laughs> hell are you talking about? He talked about Jesus, but he just talked. I mean, like, seriously, are we, we elevate people, like, because he won and he said that. Like, he, I, I fully believe that Tim Tebow, I'm a fan of Tim Tebow's. I fully believe that he believes in Jesus and talks about God and lives it out and all that stuff. But people jump on that as if that's the most important thing. Now, I think he lives it out. I think maybe even this young freshman guy at Alabama is going to live it out. I don't have any problem with people proclaiming Christ at all. I think it's a good thing. I'm, I support it. But we as Christians, when we jump on that and miss opportunities of, wait a minute, it's way harder to be Jesus in the shit show. It's right. way harder to be Jesus when you're losing everything. Then you're like, where are you, God? Help, you know, like, I mean, to be that strong mentally and emotionally for Jalen Hurts, I promise you, I, I wrote it. I was like, you, I'm a fan for life, dude. I, yeah. I just was so impressed. Like, he's an inspiration to me. Because not because of football, because I was like, "Holy cow! How this guy right. do is amazing." But but the the fact that I agree with you about hurts. I, I mean, and and the fact that I've already. I mean, this game happened three nights ago, and I've already had Christians tell me, "I'm oh, I, I'm a big fan of this." Like you and I both forgot his All name, right. but I'm a big fan of this new quarterback. And I'm like, can you not give me a better example? of hero worship and 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 what leads to pastor hero worship and putting people on platforms and basically signing off that he's a Christian hero, he's a good example, she is awesome, he's, you know, not going to let us down, she must be above reproach and oh yeah, human being. I mean, we know nothing right. about this young man, nothing. Right. Nothing about his personal life, but hey, he said Jesus, so I know, you know he must be an that, awesome, dedicated and, and, Christian. Yeah, and you're right; it's hero worship, and those same people are the exact same people that'll destroy him if he makes a mistake. Right? You know what I mean? That's a great point. Great point. Like, like yep. I mean, if, if something happens, he goes to a frat party, gets drunk, and does something. Oh man, I can't believe it. He wasn't. He probably never yeah. was a this Christian. This is what's wrong like, with the church. That, 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 this is exactly what's wrong with the church. People exactly. don't live how they talk. You know, they don't I, back it. <laughs> but, but the guy hey, that backs it up, nobody says anything. <laughs> right, right. But to, uh, let's let's be very clear that uh, I mean, none of this at all has anything to do. His name is Tua 
Ta- Tagovailoa. Uh, congratulations to He's that from guy. from Hawaii. I mean, he, he actually had the best night of his life. I mean, what an unbelievable oh my dream God. come true for Can you imagine go going in at the hat? Like, like, it's kind of crazy. It was, it, that's what's so crazy, too. For him, it was the win-win like nobody expected like they were already down so if he lost nobody was going to hold it against him. i mean him. last yeah last year he was going to the restroom at, during uh pe masturbating and then coming back and that's and, not i true. mean he was a senior that wasn't, that wasn't he's a, true. what he, he wasn't doing high, those things no, he was in high school no he's I a mean. godly man he didn't <laughs> nobody does that that's, that's all right well bad christian listeners thank you guys and uh hey we're gonna see 200 of y'all here in a few weeks and uh don't forget those of you that are lamenting over not getting a hand on one of the 200 golden tickets there is a big concert in nashville that i would say is worth some hours on the interstate because we're talking as cities burn who toby when's the last time they've even played a show uh like a year or two ago when we were on okay. tour with them, so. <laughs> i was thinking you're gonna say like five years ten years well before that anyway, it was a long time yeah, that, yeah it's been very cities burn, as cities burn emory so King's good. kaleidoscope and uh derek minor can't wait to see it. Yep. did i miss anybody is there anybody else uh king's kaleidoscope derek minor emory as cities burn uh I thought I there was it. somebody else, but I'm am I, maybe I'm too old to remember. Also, once again, Devin and I are doing uh, custom songs on songrescue.com. You can go there. Uh, if you're working on music, send us your song, and we'll tear it apart on the website. But right now, for Valentine's Day, we only have 10 spots available. Go there. What a great gift for Valentine's Day. Tell somebody you love them. Send us your lyrics or send us ideas you have, and we will write a song for you. So, yeah, I guess we're out of here. All right. Go to hell, Alabama Crimson Tide. <laughs> You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com.